Hello, you are listening to This Week in 1916 with Ray McGovern. Following the rising as it happened day by day. Friday, 28th of April 1916, 7.55 a.m., Sackville Street being blown to pieces. The centre of Dublin is unrecognisable. Rubble is strewn everywhere. Burnt out cars, trams, dead horses, human bodies all over the streets. A, a matter of carnage fills the capital streets. British 18 pounders are booming once again. The rebel HQ is completely surrounded, the GPO. 9.05. As soon as the sun rose this morning, the machine guns and sniper rifles returned to work. Throughout the night, armoured cars have been scouting around Jacob's factories. With the sound of heavy fighting and artillery, the word comes down from the factory towers of huge fires on the north side of the city. The men of Jacob's garrison must fear that it will not be long before their own position is assaulted by the enemy. 10-12, Staffordshire Regiment are on the march. Huge numbers of troops from the regiment across the Liffia Bridge. Marching onto Garden Street and making their way towards Bolton Street. The college there is thronged with hungry and increasingly desperate refugees from the dwelling place. Along Talbot Street and Lord Garden Street, a cordon of snipers is covering their march from the rooftops. This narrow street is under fire from the GPO. The troops are dashing across its junction and small rushes with their comrades shooting at the rebel HQ to cover them. Early this morning, a massacre of dozens of insurgents who had been captured along with another dozen civilians was prevented at the last minute by a British officer. The men are now detained at the custom house. The tension throughout the entire area is terrifying. 11.05, the 4th Battalion volunteers in Marabone Lane Distillery strained their eyes earlier as their gun sights fell upon numerous khaki uniforms in the distance at the far end of Fairbrothers Field in Wyalto. Their fingers released their grips on their triggers, however, when they realised what they were doing. Dead enemy soldiers are being placed in shallow graves by burial parties. Rialto is, is deathly quiet. The snipers seem to be momentarily paying their respects. 11.12 students being meanwhile the citizen army is banished as they wait and wait. Snipers and machine gunners wait nearby for an opportunity. Any movement in the open is met with the crack of rifles or burst of automatic fire. The Shelburne Hotel is in a mess. The facade now displays bizarre patterns of bullet holes painting an uncharacteristic picture next to its many broken windows. Inside its walls the floors are splattered with blood and littered with spent shell cases. 11.18 Bowdoin's Bakery is still holding out along with the College of Surgeons, Jacob's Biscuit Factory, South Dublin Union and Forecourt. The GPO is under enormous pressure however. The British artillery is unrelenting in its destruction. In the bakery nerves are strained. One man, volunteer Paddle Macken, fell victim to friendly fire during the night and shattered men fell victim to their own overstrained senses. As with elsewhere in the city, snipers are waiting to pounce at every opportunity. 12.15, ambush in Henley Street. A da- detachment of the 2nd, 6th, Cheryl Forest Regiment has been ambushed as they approach the GPO from the rear. Rebels ramming buildings on Henley Street greater than they were, point blank range before opening fire. The infantry men have retreated in disarray. 13.29, morale is very high among volunteer 4th Battalion, commanded Eamon Camp at South Dublin Union, have recouped since yesterday's ferocious battle. The nurses' home, bakehouse, and 
boardroom had been reinforced. Vice Commander Cahill Blue was seriously wounded yesterday and is not expected to survive. Four battalions morale, however, remains very high. 14 and 10, now Kingsford, the scene of vicious fighting. A short time ago, the South Staffordshire's operating from their headquarters in Bolton Street took up forward position on the corner of North King Street and Bolton Street. From here they launched a probing attack in North King Street. The infantry men marched to the west. A terrific barrage was opened up on them from Langdon's pub. This was then quickly followed by a frontal barrage from the volunteers in their position further back in Riley's pub situated on Upper Church Street Junction. Soldiers reeled into the side street seeking cover but appeared to have run straight into an ambush. The survivors are now scrambling back to Bolton Street. 1435. Sackville Street is an inferno of fire and destruction. The Metropole Hotel is under constant artillery fire as is the GPO. The entire length of Sackville Street from North Air Street to the River Liffey is in flames. The Republican headquarters cannot absorb much more of the incessant shelling. There has been no word of Commander Connolly's condition since last night. 14.45, the volunteer position in Moore's Coachworks, Clark's Dairy, situated at the junction of North Brunswick Street and Upper Church Street, were involved in a heavy sniper battle. The British soldiers positioned in Broadstone Railway Terminus and the King's Inns building. Casualties have been suffered by both sides. 3 o'clock. Another attack repulsed in North King Street. Another charge has just been launched by two platoons of the South Staffordshire's line. North King Street under the cover of machine gun fire. Langdon's pub comes under heavy attack, but the rebel position appears to have held. Riley's pub as well. The volunteer positions in the Malthouse Tower and Bursley who took up the fight, as did Monk's Bakery. The attack began to falter, but bolstered by reinforcements. The South Staffordshire's were determined to press on the assault against Langdon's. Concentrated fire, however, forced them to retreat. There was no let up in rifle fire from the volunteers. The soldiers retreated. It appears that every inch of ground in North King Street will be fought for. Wounded men are strewn along the road and pavements and throughout the warrens of nearby side streets. 15-15, relentless fighting in North King Street. Riley's pub has come under ferocious machine gun fire, who apparently having been singled out as the main threat to another British attack along North. King Street. But the volunteers are returning fire and bushes are falling back yet again. They regroup and charge again but are unable to get past the barricades straddling the road at Langdon's pub. Rifle fire is coming from every direction and is causing many additional casualties. Once again the British troops are falling back to their jumping off point. 1540 British military barricading city positions. The British in the form of the Royal Irish Rifles and Sherwood Foresters are building a large barricade across the width of Moore Street. Several machine guns are being deployed in the area. Intense gunfire was heard early just to the west of here for a time, but is now being replaced with the titanic death knell of the artillery once again in Sackville Street and now in Henry Street. Several other barricades are under construction. It seems the military have learned a great deal about street combat from the rebels and are now putting that knowledge to use. 1545, the South Staffordshire's have moved forward again, but in an attempt to outflank the Langdon's pub position, a section have taken to the rooftops and are working their way towards the volunteer position. In doing this, however, they have not only exposed themselves to the volunteers in Monks Bakery to the west and the Malthouse Tower to the southwest, but also to rebels' positions on the Bridewell roof to the rear of the war They are now pressing forward under very heavy fire. 
here, throwing grenades at the barricades outside Langdon's, but the damage appears minimal. The barricade is holding. Now the soldiers begin their retreat from the rooftops. Nothing is working for the South Staffordshire's on North King Street. The frustration is beginning to show. The faces of the attackers are now twisted with hatred. 1615, volunteer reinforcements from the Focos are rapidly filtering into Riley's Fort as it has been named recently in the North Brunswick Street positions. The rebellion is holding as 1st Battalion around the Focos, but the pressure on the garrison is enormous and incessant. Their number, however, has increased significantly since Easter Monday and they are well armed and supplied. The unbridled ferocity of what is meted out to the South Staffordshire's earlier can be measured by the screams and groans of their wounded men entreated by Reverend Nurses and Father Matthews Hall. Young Lanar on both sides in the struggle are now dying and enjoying in beds. Their difference is long forgotten. The stench of the building is appalling. 1704. Two British artillery pieces are blasting the Metropolitan GPO without letter. They have been firing over open sites from Damir Street. Buildings are burning and collapsing. The block of buildings along Eden Quay is completely destroyed. Armoured car in North King Street. An armoured truck has been ferrying infantry from into North King Street. The levels in Langdon's Pub are firing with a level of intensity that matches that on Wednesday at Main Street Bridge. It is as if the truck is a ferocious beast that must be slayed. It must be dreadful for the men inside. Its gears are grinding as it lunges forward, its driver doing its best to avoid the wounded and dead who lie in the street. Several Patrols are launched early into Lisbon and Lurgan Street in an attempt to outflank Langdon's pub, but prove fruitless. Civilians are huddled in their homes, starving and utterly traumatised. The noise is terrifying. 1817. Just yards from the junction of Lurgan Street and North King Street, the armoured truck has its sheet's metal door kicked open from the inside. As the first infantryman jumps out, he was shot before his feet even touched the ground. 18. 24. Huge section of, of GPO roof now collapsing on southern side. Roughly 15 minutes to go, a huge crash was followed by an avalanche of debris which spewed from the building's windows. However, shooting is still coming from the northern section of the same building. 1925. Just minutes to go, the armoured truck returned from North King Street where it deposited another 19 terrified but hate-filled infantrymen. They are currently occupying the terraces of the houses on the left-hand side of the road facing Road Riley's Fort at the centre of this picture. 